Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Welcome back to Monthly Music Digest. I am Mary Hughes. I am John Fingal. And we are here to divulge six albums apiece of what we think was the best out of March 2018 in the world of music. What a month. <laughs> what a month. That's I, right. uh, I think I didn't have high hopes for it. And there were some some late entries. Oh gosh, same. At the end, where same. I went, oh man, because I, I had my list pretty set, and then I actually had to take off an album and add an album, which I uh, I think may have been a, a joint album at one point. Ooh, it was it was the late it was the later album that we were talking about okay. earlier today. Okay, I guess. Uh, Honorable mentions to Mount Joy's album, which yeah. didn't make the cut. <laughs> you know, and they've got such a cool sound, and yeah. I hate that I hate that they have not made my list. I know. I I was doing. I had my little thing going, and then I started striking people off. Yeah. And replacing them with others, and then that would get knocked off because something else came in, and mm-hmm. I literally discovered an album a day before I made my list, yeah. and I was like, yeah. oh no, I really like this, yeah. <laughs> like a lot. Bye-bye, other person. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the, uh, I guess, the advantage and disadvantage of uh, recording right after the last right. Friday of the month. Yeah. And we had one, two, three, four, five. We had five Fridays this month? I believe so, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, you so know, more music to choose from. A lot more new music kicking in. And, you know, it's it's the beginning of spring. I feel yeah. like maybe artists are starting to wake up. <laughs> it looks like it. I mean, it looks like it for sure. Oh, yeah. So, uh, John, I'm going to let you start things off here. So so what you got? All right. So last month we talked about Saxon. And we talked about some artists that are similar to them or maybe some that have influenced them as well. And uh, I'm taking it back to the UK with uh, a classic, the 18th album from Judas Priest. Hell yeah. Firepower. Hell yeah. <laughs> I am uh I was very excited for this album. I I feel like Judas Priest is one of those bands that hasn't and I'm just going to look at their albums in the past since 2005, all of their albums they've put out you know how usually bands kind of slow down, and you're like, "Oh boy, it just kind of seems like they're going through the right. motions." No, I mean they they have put out great albums. I mean they've been around since the seventies, and uh, they put out. Uh, I love um, just talking about their previous albums, Nostradamus. It's basically <laughs> just like a a rock and roll musical about Nostradamus. Brilliant. It's a lot of fun, and then they, I think. Was that a double album? They're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's make it a double <laughs> album. Yeah, it was two two discs, and it was great. But I want to talk about Firepower. Yes, get into it, man. Because it, it, it's, it's just like classic Judas Priest. I feel like they brought in one of their old producers from, who hasn't been around since like 88. They're like, let's just do it old school. And I mean, the cover, everything is great about this album. It's just a kick-ass old school metal album and i mean firepower the title track kicks it off good stuff there um rob halford's voice is still just killer dude which he is does insane. not sound any different that was the thing so i i gave i gave my lovely girlfriend a sneak yes. peek yeah. of of some of our picks uh this morning mm-hmm. we 
put it on Google Play. And I'm just like, here it comes. And I'm listening to it. And I was like, Judas Priest, you know, I was yeah. like, they do not sound any different no. since the very first time I, I ever heard them. Yeah. And probably since the very first time anyone ever heard yes. them. And, uh, you know, props to Rob Halford. He's dude. He's killing it. He's killing it, and still, still <laughs> sounds the same. His voice hasn't lost any of that awesome quality yeah. to it, and the sound itself of Judas Priest and their music. It just—I don't know. It. I felt very. Uh, I was about to say nostalgic, but that's not it. I felt comforted yes. by the fact that they still sound that they're still rocking. As I remember them from when I first heard them way back when yeah. in the eighties. So. <laughs> Uh, I guess Ultimate Guitar called this one of their most anticipated albums of this year, and it it delivered for Lives sure. Lives up to it. Yes, uh, man. It was a lot of fun. I think if I was to pick a... It, and it was a little hard, because there are some songs that was like, I don't know if I want if I want this on the mix. Yeah. Um, but uh, Rising From Ruins was the song that I ended up... Nice. A little... Nice. Halfway through the album, right after a nice instrumental... Um, Good stuff. Kind of picked you back up. Yeah. Now, see, for me, because the thing I like is, you know, when any time in my life that I've listened to what I consider to be really hard rock mm-hmm. or into the you know, world of metal, right? it's either been because I appreciate the whole aesthetic of what they're building, you know, from album cover yeah. to appearance to songs to the whole thing, or I just need to get some anger out oh, yeah. and it can help channel it yeah. somewhere. But uh, for me personally, the best one that I, I just enjoyed so much, Evil Never Dies. I like yeah, the title. Yeah, you know, that was, <laughs> that was one that I, that was my runner up. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And uh, I was just like, this is what I want to hear. This yeah. is what I want to hear when we're in apocalyptic times, zombie time, angry driving down the road times, <laughs> which, you know, obviously don't drive the road angry. Right. It's not advisable. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. <laughs> uh, but if you have to, if there's no way to avoid it, then Evil Never Dies by uh, Judas Priest is a perfect soundtrack yes. <laughs> for your angry driving. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Excellent, excellent first pick and a great way to kick off March, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And now, you know, for me, I'm going to take us down another road. <laughs> so I've just did a little fist pump because I just listened to all Mary's picks today. And uh, I th- that's probably my favorite part is going through your stuff <laughs> and listening to it because I'm just like, yeah, all of this is amazing. It's all good stuff. Um, so I, I have to admit, unlike everyone else on my list, mm-hmm. this artist I only discovered this year. And, and and thanks to my paying job is how I discovered her name. But it's Lucy. It's Lucy. Why? why my de, voice sounds de, weird. Decus. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just my voice. I was like, why am I sounding that way when I say Lucy? <laughs> Lucy Dacus or Lucy Decus. Uh, but she has she put out an album here in March. It's her, I believe, her second one. Yes. And uh, it's called Historian. And I just discovered her just like a couple months ago when singles were kind of popping up on yeah. music blogs and whatever. And I was like, I'm really into the sound that she's putting out there. A little bit, you know, alternative folk, indie thing. There's some moodiness, some emotional uh, stuff happening in there. But basic singer-songwriter goodness, she, from all I've heard, absolutely killed it at oh. this year's South by Southwest. Oh, cool. And has just sort of 
all of a sudden everybody knows who she is. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear her music, go see her live, and with good reason because this album is fantastic. And even like it started off, the songs start taking me a certain way, mm-hmm. and then I feel like she flips the script a little bit about halfway, partway through. Opening track for sure, Night oh, Shift. Oh, God, it is so good. And I even put a little arrows beside the, my song choices here in my notebook where I was just like, is this the best? Do I, what is this the one the best? You know, how am I going to make up my mind yeah. about it? Because from beginning to end, Night Shift is amazing. Yes. Um, I absolutely love Body to Flame because you've mm-hmm. got this weird like string thing happening and then yeah. it gets all discordant and strange. Uh, Next of Kin is fucking great. Pillar mm-hmm. of Truth is great. The the closing track, which is the the name of the album, Historians, has this very slow build yeah. and really pulls you in. Good Just from stuff. beginning to end, I'm loving it. But if I if I have to pick one that really is it, I'm go- I'm going with you, John. Man, Night Shift. Yeah, is amazing. Yeah, that song, start to finish. I mean, it has a nice build to it. Yes, and then it just stays in that build for the entire song well and she you know i think that's sort of the feeling maybe of the whole album is just like she's taking her time yeah with her tracks she's taking her time with her songs and the delivery of them and you know just in case any of you who are out there listening to me talk about her her album and you hear the song on our playlist and you're just like well i just don't know do i want to hear all of it you do. You do. <laughs> and I'm going to sell you on it with perhaps the weirdest yet somehow most appropriate quote I've ever read when someone's talking about music. This is from Nick Offerman. And oh. You should know. Most people should know who this man is. Yes. But he did a quote slash review of Lucy Dacus or Dacus. Uh, her voice is like hitting a bong that's been filled with a tincture of laudanum laying down in one of those meat jelly molds and having gravy drip all over your face. (laughs) Yes, that is perfect. And that's pretty much the only reason you should listen to this album. I mean... I mean, that alone. That has sold it, I think, for me. The minute I read that, I was like, that's even taking me over the top of what I think of this album. So, yeah, Lucy, Lucy Dacus. That is... Historian. I mean, if... Ron tells you, (laughs) then it must be. If Ron tells you, man, then you've got to go with it. I actually also like the track uh, Yours and Mine, which is equally fantastic. But I mean, Night Shift is just such a killer song. Yes, it is. And it just leads off that album very well. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, So my next pick is an album that, this is a band, I don't know if I would call them a guilty pleasure for me. Because I I don't I don't know I'm I don't feel guilty about listening to them. Nor should you. Um, it's the Decemberists. Uh, I'll be your girl, and this is their what out? This is their eighth album. So you know they're they're in the thick of it. And I don't know what it is, but I just love Colin Malloy's voice. It's very unique. Like there's it has a very unique uh, sound to it. That's yes. not like anyone else. And they're just a band that I mean I guess if you know what I usually listen to. This is not a band that you think that I would I would enjoy, but I absolutely loved this album. It it just delivered for me on on all fronts. Just a very solid album. I love their um their vocal melodies. I love that. And I mean Once in My Lifetime's a great song. That's how we start off the album. But and there's there's one song that I feel like would annoy a bunch of people. <laughs> I want to know which one because I have my my thoughts. Uh, every everything is awful. Yeah, 
I knew. Everything, I knew it. everything, everything. That song is, <laughs> I mean, I I have it on my, like, of the tracks to listen to. That's one of the songs I have on there. <laughs> and I li- was listening to it again today, and I'm like, this song is kind of annoying, but I love his voice so yeah. much <laughs> that I can I can get past that. But for me, out of all the tracks, I mean, Star Watcher's great. Oh, Star Watcher. Cutting Stone's amazing. Um, but Sucker's Prayer is my favorite nice. track okay, on cool. the album. Um, yeah. Well, it was it was funny because I I have enjoyed the Decembrists kind of in this up and down way over yeah. over the lifetime of hearing their music. Uh, you know, the Crane Wife album That's is probably, one of my yeah. favorites. That was my introduction to them. Yeah, and I mean it's a it's a great album and it has a very distinctive sound that you then become you know you associate with the yeah. Decembrists from here on out. But the one thing that I did notice. And especially with that opening track off of this this new album of theirs, Once in My Life, when I was listening to it, I was like, something about this doesn't sound like the Decembrists to me. And okay, it took me a hot second to kind of get my thoughts in order and be like, okay, why? Why am I thinking that? Yeah. And I think the thing is, is like every Decembrists song that I hear is there's a, always a lot of emotion to it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like they're telling a story. Like, yes. it doesn't ever sound necessarily personal. Mm-hmm. And when Once in My Life came on, I was like, shit, man, this sounds like someone's singing about themselves. Yeah. And for a second, I was just like, this does not sound like the Decembrists, and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I felt confused. And then Star Watcher came in. I was like, oh, no, wait a minute. This this sounds yeah. this sounds a lot like what I'm, what I'm more used to. Yeah. Not that artists shouldn't change and oh, grow obviously we'll get into that a little later <laughs> for sure um i guess they also use some some like new order depeche mode kind of definitely hear that stuff. yeah yeah but i mean i yeah thoroughly enjoyed i enjoyed this album a lot more than i thought i would nice man yeah. well cool so so your pick is sucker's prayer yes yeah and and for me star watcher kind of hit it because it, it did sound a little more familiar to me but there was yeah. also a kind of a, a more of a driving beat yes. in the song. And every once in a while when I turned it really way up, I could hear this little weird little musical interlude that would go on underneath. And I was like, oh, I like that you know, too. It's funny you say driving beat. I feel like that is a Decemberist's like... It is. That's a staple for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So nice, man. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Second choice. And now, you know, much like uh, your group there, you know, their eighth album coming out and have been fighting the good fight for a good while as yeah. artists in a band. My next choice has been doing that as well for a long oh, time. Yeah. But they've been, as far as the original lineup, have not been doing anything with one another since goodness gracious since 2008 wow so 10 years <laughs> before the original lineup gets back together and i'm talking about the breeders yes i i believe this album came out super yeah it came out super early i think oh, it had yeah. come out after we or, or before we recorded our last session and i remember you were like because i knew this yeah was, i knew this album was gonna be on it because this i love this album as it's well it's so good yeah. i I'll, I'll admittedly say uh so that yeah this is their fifth fifth album as the as this original lineup and stuff but uh it's it does get a little weird near the end for me okay i can see that yeah but it's the breeders all nerve is the album uh they're giants of the alternative rock scene oh yeah uh originally got together in 89 
And then that's always a big year for me because that's when Tim Burton's first Batman came out and I was obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's just here they are back together again, creating an album and it's just much better and more put together than I think I anticipated. Because sometimes you'll hear about a band you really liked in the past and all of a sudden they're getting back together and you're like, what if this sucks? Like, what if this was the worst idea ever? That they've had, yes. Right. Um, But they still sound just like I wanted them to. And Kim Deal just sounding like a a fucking badass behind the mic. And I had such a hard time picking a song. I don't even know now. Like, I want to say it, and then I'm just like, but I kind of want to change my mind because I loved so many songs on this album. But if I had to go with one pick, and it's incredibly hard to do, incredibly hard to do, it's probably going to be... Space Woman. Yes. <laughs> is that the one where they talk about the beach ball in the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, that song, I, that's my, that's the song that I absolutely loved off this I album, mean, too. I mean, so many of them are good. Nervous is Mary. The lead-off is amazing. Yes. Wait in the Car is amazing. Wait in the Car is very good. Metagoth yes. was, I was like, this is making yeah. me so happy. Walking with a Killer is the weirdest little thing, but yes. I love it. Hallett's The Summit, uh, Archangel's Thunderbird. It's just, the whole album makes me yeah. happy. But Space Woman, I think, takes it takes it for me. And even if they never come together for another 10 years, if they're putting <laughs> out quality, it's worth waiting. Yeah. So, yeah, Breeders, All Nerve, I'm, I'm going to go with Space Woman as my track. And uh, so happy that, that all the last Splash uh, crew members are back together making, yeah. making music together. Yeah. That's fantastic. So we talked about how I knew that this was going to be one of your albums. And this album... My next choice is an album that we had that I'd listened to before we recorded our first episode, and I went, "Oh man, this, <laughs> this album's amazing!" It's it's the first release from a indie pop band called uh, Super Organism, right? Yeah, and very strange. Another, if you know what I listened to, not really, not really what you would think. I would think is like a, a album yeah. of the. But they're like an indie pop, synth pop, psych. Yeah, it's it's, it's a very, I I was trying to pin down like, who does this remind me of? Does it remind me of anyone kind of questions listening to it? And it's, it's a little bit pop. It's a little bit weirdo indie. It's a little electronic. It's, it's kind of everywhere. And I think that is kind of what makes it so great yeah and and you say it's everywhere well i mean it's like an international band too they have members from japan south korea australia new zealand wow okay um and everyone in the band ranges from 17 to 32 so you have a bunch of different yeah uh, ranges and now that i've kind of said that and i've seen a picture of them with tambourines god i hope this isn't a cult No, I'm sure it's not. But they, <laughs> I, I absolutely just loved this album, um, just from start to finish. I, uh, it was hard for me to pick a song on this as well because yeah. everyone wants to be famous is cool. It is, yeah. And, and um, I love their use of uh, in "It's All Good," the Tony Robbins like speech. Is words. that who that's? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's like very distorted and they use a lot of the, and everyone wants to be famous. I believe has the cash register sounds in it. Um, it's just very cool album. The prawn song's great, but I would have to probably go with the uh, super organism as the, 
the best track on this album. It so. was pretty cool. Actually, when I when I first heard that one, when I first heard the, your choice of track there, the super yeah. organism, um, it definitely had the coolest like I, I it doesn't take long for me to know if I'm gonna like a song or not. Every yes. once in a while, yeah. it might take a slow burn kind of deal, but most times within the first five to ten seconds of what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay. I, oh, yeah. I either know if I'm in or I know if I'm out. And that was the one that stood out to me. Because at yeah. first, I think because I was trying to place place the music where, yeah. where it fits for me, I kind of felt like I was nowhere. And I was just like, I don't know if I like this or not. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Super Organism, the track itself, I think, just stands out. Yes. He- heads and tails above, uh, for me personally, the other tracks on the album. Some of them have some cool rhythms or really interesting choices. I love, like the Tony Robbins sample, yes. any of the weird sampling that yeah. they're doing yeah. adds a, a very interesting and, dynamic. And sometimes when bands do like voice distortion and stuff like that, it kind of takes me out of yeah and i think we'll get to that too um but man i just it brought me more into into the album and i i thoroughly enjoyed it nice man excellent excellent well here we go into some uh interesting i i chose this gentleman this gentleman (laughs) this gentleman and his latest album uh as as just himself and not with a band i chose it Partially because I have a huge amount of respect for him as an artist. Yes. Because he's stupidly talented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually going to go see him. He's going to be up in San Francisco. And we got tickets uh, for like a belated birthday kind of deal. So I'm excited to see him live. And I'm talking about Jack White. Yes. And uh, the album he put out here in March was Boarding House Reach. Have you listened to it, I have. And... I was talking to my friend Ernesto about it, and I I don't know it. it I you have here as the the genre question marks and then lol, <laughs> and I think that's the best description of this. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was disappointed with right. this album. I would say there are tracks that I went okay. I don't need to listen to this. Like there's a yeah. kind of a spoken word kind of one. And I'm like, I, I don't need this. I don't need this from Jack White. No. But, Agreed. Uh, Connected by Love is a great track. Yeah, man. And uh, Respect Commander. Dude. Love that Respect song. Commander is, yes. is a tight joint of a song. And I, I think I saw a quote online, uh, you know, some indie, you know, some blog somewhere. And they, they wrote, is this new album from Jack White? a good train wreck or a bad train wreck. (laughs) And I I thought about that and I was like, you know what? Ultimately, I'm going to say good train wreck. Okay. Ultimately. It's, is it my favorite thing that Jack White's done? No, No, not not by a long shot. But I, again, I, I, I try not to completely hem in artists from my own personal thoughts about things. So it's like, if they want to grow and change and do something different. Yeah. Go for it. And yes. I, I read somewhere that he was saying that he was kind of like felt influenced by like Kanye West and, and you know, people kind of in the hip hop and rap genre okay. when he made this album. And I was like, well, you're definitely stepping away from your usual ground. Yes, definitely. And but even though it's very different musically, it's still very much Jack White somehow yes. to me. And I think that's why I vote good train wreck over bad train wreck. Because it's still him, in, in my opinion. But if I had to pick a song, and there, I didn't have a huge selection from that album that I thought stood out 
Uh, I a I lot. agree. I, I mean, I'm looking at what I my running list, and I have I have a I have more songs than you do. But I <laughs> I assume if I went back and listened to this, I may might dwindle it down because I yeah yeah. As much as I like Jack White, I would have loved maybe a new Rock and Tours album. Or, that would be awesome too. I mean, I don't hold your breath, but a new White Stripes album. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, sadly, I feel like the White Stripe days are long, yeah. long past him now. But or Dead Weather. The dead oh my weather God! Would be great please too. do more Dead Weather. Allison Mosshart. Yeah. is a beast, and yes. their albums together satisfied me in ways I didn't even know I needed to be satisfied. <laughs> Uh, but if I, if I, you know, I liked why walk a dog. It was, it was cool. Yeah. I was good with that. I was good with corporation respect. Commander was really good, yeah. really enjoyable, but honestly, the best one is connected by love. Yes. It, it has the best sound altogether. It flows better. I think than all of the other tracks, even the ones that I did still enjoy. And yeah. if I remember correctly, connected by love has those cool, like, gospel-y choir-like yes. singers in the background that Which just very cool. make it work. And I'm just like, all right, Jack White, you know, you're, you're kind of a genius weirdo, but do yeah. your thing, man. Yeah. Just do your thing. So Connected by Love by by Jack White off of uh, Boarding House Reach. I'm, I'm putting it, I'm saying good train wreck is what good, I'm saying. Good train wreck. <laughs> Fine, fair with, I'm down with that for sure. <laughs> and we were talking about artists growing and... Oh, now we're getting to it. While, while I agree, I agree with that um, wholeheartedly. This next band, which I only and I will tell you, sometimes I do this. I only listen to an album because I think the cover looks cool. Oh, I've done that a million times. That's how I found out about one of my favorite bands, Fear Factory. Nice um, because of their their cover of their album. I went, this is pretty cool. <laughs> now I started playing this album at work and. I was standing next to one of my coworkers, and we were trying to go over planning for whatever we were doing. And we were lis- listening to this album, and we both stop. And I'm like, is this, is this, this sounds like The Strokes, right? Fuck yeah, man. That's right. It sounds like The Strokes. <laughs> so I stop what I'm doing. I type in The Voids, and I find out that it sounds like The Strokes for a reason, because it's Julian Casablanca's from The Strokes. Dude, okay, this is, all right, here we go. So let me, just a little tidbit, a little background here. Okay. okay. When, I'm going to say this, sometimes when you start working in the business of music, yes, you don't listen to as much music as you once did, because you're getting paid to listen to certain kinds of music. Right. A lot. And so you'll find that great things will slip by your awareness. And right. then, you know, somehow you hope it comes back to you and you get to hear it. So when you mentioned the voids, I think like a few days ago, yeah. I was just like, I know I've seen their name. Yeah. I know I've seen it pop around. I'm sure, you know, I can't wait to hear it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Playing it the first time. And I was like, this sounds a lot like the strokes. I was yeah. like, I fucking love the strokes. This sounds so much like the strokes. And I'm just jabbering on. To, mm-hmm. to my lovely girlfriend being like, you know, and Julian Casablanca's with his jokes and blah, blah, blah. No fucking clue that he was part of this <laughs> damn band. No wonder I fucking love it. Two, al- <laughs> two albums in, too, Holy right? Holy shit. Now, another thing, in looking up the strokes, just because, you know, that's what I, I, I would like to do. I like to fall into a Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't realize that Albert Hammond Jr. is also in the strokes. And yeah. he actually also put out a pretty good album this That's month right. as well, but not not on my list. But still, go check it out. And also, his birth name is Albert Hammond the Third. Why aren't you the third, dude? 
I'm I'm the third. There's right. nothing wrong with that. What, yeah. What? What? Who are you trying to usurp in the family, man? Oh man, I know. <laughs> That's going to be a concept album down the road. I can guarantee it. So anyway, the voids for me, the voids is what I hope the Strokes would mm-hmm. evolve into because. Let's face it. Let's look at the uh, the last good album the Strokes put out, and I I think Room on Fire was the last good one they put out, and I will say that. So it's been about fifteen years. I since mean, I thought... okay. Now, obviously, I, I feel like I've loved the Strokes for a long time, but yeah. they put out one on that had, it was very distinctly RCA label. Uh, Countdown Machine. Countdown Machine. And I remember that one because is that their last one as The Strokes? Or was that like next to last or something like that? Uh, Countdown Machine is the last album they have put out, yes. Okay. And I remember listening to it and being like, this is the first time I've heard a Strokes album and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I just, I wasn't feeling it and I didn't know if maybe they, you know, maybe they just weren't working well together anymore. What might have been happening? And I kind of just put them in the back burner. I was just like, eh. Yeah. I knew Julian Casablancas had done some solo shit, you know, if, if however many years back. Yeah. And I just thought maybe they're done and maybe that's starting to come through in their music. Um, and while I would still love there to be just like a straight up strokes. Oh, yeah. You know, revival. And I mean, at this point, there was rumors that they were hanging out with Rick Rubin. Oh, and that they yeah, were going to okay. get into the studio as, as late as last year. But they said, no, that's not. Damn we're, it. We're, you know, they're probably hanging out. They just don't want it. You know, <laughs> they're they just want... like, let's just be let's just be friends. So let's them, not make music. For them to uh, drift apart and grow musically as they have to come back together as the strokes would be amazing. It would be awesome. But and al- yet. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> who knows? And do do I dare say who needs the strokes when you can listen to the voids? The voids are so I, Oh my god. Like and we talked about with uh super super organism, it's like their use of um vocal i i don't want to call it distortion but i guess that's what you would call it in yeah. some songs it's not overdone no no um it's just man i this album is just so good and this was a late this was fr- like friday you guys <laughs> this album came out on friday and i listened to it and i was just like this is amazing uh wink's a great track it is amazing black holes very good. Uh, leave, leave it in my dreams is I believe that's the track we lead off the album yeah, with. Yeah, great track. But for me, as a person who loves metal, I needed to pick the most metal song <laughs> title. Yeah, and and it's it's my favorite song as well as Pyramid of Bones. <laughs> um, it's just like it takes all the elements of the Strokes and gives it this new twist on it. And yeah. This album is just no, this album is fucking dope. I, I out of all of out of your six choices, man, I could listen to that from start to finish it's, and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. And and that's exactly what I did when I first played it. I was like, this is fucking great. You know, wandering around with my this sounds like the strokes yeah. without a fucking clue <laughs> as to what was going on. Um, but there were even a couple of times where I was listening to it and I was like, there's other elements of, of stuff going on here yeah. that's different. And, you know, there was a, one track in particular. I was trying to remember if it was one of the ones or Wink or Pink Ocean, one of those. Oh, Pink Ocean. Yeah. Where I was like, man, that sounds like uh, there's an artist out there called Ariel Pink. Sounded a little bit like him. Okay. And I was just like, this is really fucking cool because it was a little bit indie, a little bit retro he mm-hmm. sent stuff in there a little bit weird and i 
I'm in love with it. It's fucking great. The Voids, this is yeah. awesome shit. Great, so great album. I'm very excited. And even more so knowing that it sounds like the Strokes for a reason. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm really glad knowing this now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, well, uh, to, to kind of go in a more mellow sort of mood here, we're going to move into Jonathan Wilson. Yeah. Uh, a, a man of Laurel Canyon. And if you know where Laurel Canyon is, that's down in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And it has a, a kind of a reputation of a very distinct sound and music genre coming out of there. Kind of psych folk rock. Yeah. You know, intended to be long songs, mellow, experimental, and uh, and very different. And this guy fits it to a T. Uh, the album he put out here in March is Rare Birds. It's his sixth solo album. Uh, but he's done a lot of fucking work. He's really? a musician. He's a producer. He was uh, part of a, a, a little duo with Benji Hughes called Muscadine. Oh, he just okay. he works his ass off. And oddly enough, I stumbled into his music last year uh, watching the Lady Gaga documentary on Netflix. And there was this scene. What? There was this scene where you know whatever talking was done, and it was getting ready to cut mm-hmm. from one thing to another. And this music came on, and I was like. This is really fucking good. So I, you know, shazam it really yeah. quick. And I'm like, Jonathan Wilson, I've never heard of you, but I'm digging this music. Yeah. And so when I saw that he had a new album out, I was like, okay, definitely going to check it out and see what I dig about it. And I just, I, I really enjoy how mellow it is and how expansive. Like he does like seven, eight, nine minute yeah. tracks. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're not, it's, it's like easy listening. I don't yes. want to, you know, I don't want to short sell it and be like, this is what you hear in an elevator. But it's, it's just very easy to listen to, and I'm I'm I dig him quite a bit. But uh, he's a busy man, busy yeah. man in his work that he does. Yeah, I'm looking at him. He does a lot of producing uh, and for some Father big John names Misty stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Uh, Connor Oberst for mm-hmm. Dawes. He's just he's everywhere. But uh, he does his own stuff, and I really really dig it. Yeah. And I had a hard time choosing what was my favorite because I really dig Trafalgar Square. Yes, Sunset Boulevard. Yep, uh, Miriam Montague. Those were all I really, really digging. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think my favorite one actually was hard to get over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. It sort of, you know, it didn't, some of his songs, they kind of have to build. And then once you get the yeah. full picture, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, this song's great. But that one from the very beginning, I liked I liked the flow of the music. I liked the words. I liked the whole tone that he was going with. So uh, if you if you need to come down, if it's been, you know, you're ready for weekend times, you got your drink poured, you're watching yeah. the sunset, I'd say put on some Jonathan Wilson, call your close friends, maybe light up a joint, yeah, and, maybe. and just mellow out and, uh, and let one of his, you know, long songs take you off into the nighttime. I think you you'd go. dig it. <laughs> Perfect. So my next choice here, I think this is... The most fun album I picked, and at Hell least yeah. for, at least for me, I I remember and I and I was saw this album cover and I went the Fratellis. That sounds very familiar. Why do I know the Fratellis? With the Goonies. And well, no, it's <laughs> okay. because it's because they have that um that song that is played a lot in hockey arenas. The da 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 da. Oh that's fuck! Them. Okay, yeah, nice. So that's them, and I I went oh, okay. I know this band and. Um, I just had a lot of fun with this album. It's just, you know, it's just a fun alt-rock album. It's lighthearted, man. Yeah, it's just very lighthearted. Um, it's their fifth album. And 
I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this album, but it was a lot of fun. Like I, I, as I said last episode, I keep a running list, and I was just adding songs. Oh like, yeah, man! It almost got to well, we will talk about my next album, which, <laughs> but but the Fratellis, uh, in your own sweet time, great great album. Um, I mean, I've I've been blind, laughing gas, the stand up tragedy. They're all they're all great songs. Yeah. For me though, is the Romeo and Juliet themed Star Crossed Lovers. Yeah. Is my favorite song. It's just it 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 had a lot of I guess a lot of passion in it, but at the same time being very fun. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, when I whenever I see their name the Fratellis, I think of the Goonies. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure that was the name of uh the, the you know, the bad guys yes. in the Goonies. But um, when I when I first listened to it, honest to God, the first thing that went through my head was I was picturing you, John, picturing mm-hmm. you listening to this <laughs> while driving to see your lovely girlfriend Aww. and just like feeling in love. And I was like, oh, my God, this is John's love album. <laughs> I will also say uh, I did just put Starcross uh, and it's actually Starcross losers, not lovers. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now that puts a whole other spin. See, on it. it actually says "Starcrossed Losers," and I think I just took it from the Starcrossed Lovers. Yeah, I actually just put this on our. Uh, I have a mix for her that I add songs. That's to. perfect, man. So I just added that song to that. <laughs> um, and yes, that is uh, that is correct. Nice, that's excellent. No, yeah. the minute I heard it, I was like, "This is like the happiest, happiest stuff I've heard in a while." And yeah, it's, it's just got good pop, indie pop sound to it and nothing to get worked up about just no. to feel good about yeah. and uh you know and I, I was i was about to say i was like what's my favorite song off of that and then i realized i didn't pick a favorite song off of the voids because <laughs> i loved all of it yes so that's the the definitive end of that one but uh for this one in particular i think i really enjoyed Starcross losers was pretty fucking good yeah yeah that's a great song so Very yeah solid song i i agree with that one i i definitely agree with that and you know, we all need a little more love in our lives. We do. Spread the love, people. Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, well, now we're stepping into some heavy hitting yes. stuff. Yes. Uh, and this this comes with a lineage attached to it that is epic, people. And I, I really, really want to make sure that I say this gentleman's name correctly. But if for some reason I don't, feel free to, to find me yeah. and, and slap me in the face. It's okay. I'll accept it. I the way I would naturally want to say it is Suan. It could I be believe, like Sean. I believe it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So this is Suan Kute and Egypt eighty. Now, if any of you are are into world music, Nigerian music, Afrobeat, you're gonna recognize the last name Kute because this is a, a, a descendant of Fela Kute, who is like the pioneer of Afrobeat. I discovered him working at a radio station back in North Carolina mm-hmm. with this like eight, nine minute song called Zombie. I used to play it on all my Halloween shows that Ooh. I did. Not that it's scary. It's just a great fucking song yeah. that happens to be called Zombie. And he's mag- he's a mag- he was a magnificent musician and creator. And much like, you know, Bob Marley's children who go on to do great oh, musical yeah. things. It seems like every, every child and family member of Fela Kute goes on to do some some great musical stuff and that that can definitely be said of Suwan Kute and he also has his dad's you know has his band Egypt 80 yeah so they just they're coming right along for the ride 
but he actually became a singer in the band at the age of 14, this guy. Oh, wow. He's been doing this shit forever. Forever. But, uh, yeah, it's um, he's the youngest son of Fela Kute and Nigerian. And this is the fifth album minus a 12-inch that they did back in 2017. But uh, it's it's been called a... A protest album so it's called black times yes and it's been called a protest album in a lot of ways and i can i can definitely gather where that's coming from but so many tracks are good so many tracks are good let me just say <laughs> so i saw the genre of world and i didn't know what that meant but let me tell you if this is world music i'm down with it because <laughs> and then another thing uh, the song length sometimes i'm like oh man this is a but man Black Times was amazing. Isn't that a killer fucking yes. track? And Struggle Sounds. Oh, my goodness. Struggle Sounds is so good. But, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you know, putting something, it's it's like when we, you know, it's like when we call something rock. Yes. We're, we're being simplistic a little bit because we can break things down even further and even further. So, if, if you want to be particular, Afrobeat. That, that's, what, yes. that's what this falls under. But, uh, yeah, Black Times is the album Black Times is the the lead off the lead off track Carlos Santana is helping out in that song oh, of course he is and you know just adds his element to it because of course he's a he's a boss and a badass oh yeah and uh but all the songs almost every song on there I wanted to pick but I, I got judicious as I started cutting it a little bit but <laughs> corporate public control department yes I fucking love that uh cuckoo K me I enjoyed that bad man ladder BML uh, struggle sounds. I even even theory of goat and yam. I was like, this is a great fucking song, yeah, and it yeah. just kept getting better as I listened to it. But if I had to pick a favorite, I am gonna give the edge to to the title track to yes. Black Times. Oh my goodness, it's uh it's so so good. And if you've not delved into the world of Afrobeat, this is a great place yeah. to start, and then find yourself falling down the rabbit hole of Kute masterpieces. Uh, and then who knows where you might end up. Yeah, definitely, guys, listen to this album. Like, it is so good. It's so good. It's just like a jam band. Yeah. Like, nothing feels forced. They take their time. Well, and there you go. I mean, you've got this guy who's been doing singing and playing in this band since he was a child. Yeah. And you've got the band itself that played with his father forever. So these are seasoned, talented musicians. They That's, don't they don't have to work hard. They no. just have to make it happen. Yeah, and it comes it comes across in the album. So yeah, definitely give that one a go. So my last album here is um, so I talked about how I add songs to a playlist as I'm listening to them, and um, Spotify does this thing where it says, "Do you, you already added this? Do you want to add it again?" <laughs> And that happened to me numerous times during this album. <laughs> I remember starting this album and just thinking to myself, this is fucking amazing. I <laughs> This is an album I told coworkers about while I was listening to it. I said, you need to listen to this album. This is an album I l listen to more than any album I have this year. Hell, all I, right. I absolutely love this album. I listened to it when I uh, landed uh, after a plane ride when I was taking off. I listened to it, I think, on Tuesday again when I just was like, I have nothing uh, to listen to. I just want to listen to to uh, Used Future by The Sword, which nice. um, this album is, and it starts off with a prelude, and they use this, it's almost like an 
like a Trent Reznor sounding. Um, it's not a chord progression. It would be like a key progression. Nice. Like on a piano. Yeah. And they use it in the prelude. I think they use it in Nocturne, which is in the middle of the album. They use it in the reprise. They might use it somewhere else, too. Fantastic, man. Um, I This album, it starts off as like a metal album, kind of. And then it gets to Nocturne, which kind of takes you. It almost seems like, I mean, the cover is is of Clouds. Yeah, and it almost yeah, yeah. seems like the prelude to Nocturne is taking you on a rocket. And then after that, you're just floating in the clouds. <laughs> and I absolutely love this album. And it's just, did I even say it's used feature by the sword? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, even you did. remember. <laughs> it's just such a fun album. And I, I believe this is their sixth album. This is their sixth album. I've heard of the sword before, but I've never really listened to them. Well, see, and that's just it. When when you brought it up, I think a, a weeks ago now, right? I, I believe you mentioned it. Uh, oh, I put it in Slack, and I that's said I, I cannot stop listening. To right, this album. and I was like, I've never heard of this band before. Ever, I, I have heard of them, and I'm sure if I found their their hit song, I don't know why I did air quotes, but whatever. <laughs> um, I'm sure I would be like, oh, this is them. But I, I mean, I don't even care. Leave the rest of that in the past. It doesn't this, matter now. This album is is amazing. <laughs> I love it. And my favorite song is is nothing in the first half. And I actually think my favorite song is the song where I was like, is this the same uh, album right now? Like it was after after we do the little transition. And it's appropriately called Don't Get Too Comfortable. <laughs> And it almost turns into nice. kind of like a, it's almost, it's not like a jam, it's almost like a southerny rock kind of, it's the tale of two two albums, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I love this album. I mean, I what I, I feel like by the time we get to the end of 2018, we need to do like a wrap up where we can try to pick like our top of the year. Yeah. And I have a feeling that this is going to be there. Like, you oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember I I got very excited. I think I might have said I cannot wait to record so I can talk about used future. <laughs> no, um. So when I put it on, I was oddly enough, I was kind of just letting it play. Yeah, I was doing a few other things, but nothing that would distract me too much from hearing it. Right. And the thing that I really enjoyed about it, since I have not heard of the band before and yeah. wasn't sure what to expect necessarily music-wise, um, was the fact that each song flowed into the next one really yes. seamlessly. Yeah, very seamless album. Yeah, so that it, yeah, it almost, it almost as it just seemed like you weren't even having to worry about a transition too much mm-hmm. because it was you're just floating in clouds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no. Um, and to me, that's a really cool thing to be able to do with songs that aren't instrumentals only. Right. Is to have a good transition to the music. Because when you are when you work in radio stuff, you try to work out transitions between oh, songs yeah. off of different albums that sound right, that yeah. can kind of flow out and flow in. Uh, but not very many, in my opinion, not very many albums do a great job of seamless transition. Right. Uh, they might have a theme, but that doesn't necessarily mean the songs are actually flowing well into one another. And this one, I was just like, it's just one giant song almost when I was listening to it. I was like this one epic, like an opus. Yes. 
Yeah. And I wonder, because I'm seeing, uh, they, they put out a live album last year, Ooh. and it says they were on a North American tour supporting uh, Opeth. I don't know if you've heard Opeth before. I have They not. have one of my favorite songs ever. Um, I believe it's called, De- yeah, Deliverance. It's, 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 for me, it's a 13-minute long song, and it is absolutely perfect. <laughs> so I almost wonder, and they have great, you know, they have pretty good transitions too. They're they're a very good band as well. So I almost wonder if they tour with them, you know, they get they you know and, and they were just learn like, from them. Yeah, let's let's try this out ourselves. And let's try like a like a different kind of thing. And nice. I, they perfected it in my opinion. Excellent. So Excellent sixth pick there, yeah. uh, John. That, I mean very nice. I, I, I guess I say for me the best for last for my <laughs> picks. Uh, Well, for my final choice for March 2018, what happened was I had made my list. Yes. And my sixth choice originally, I was just like, I like this enough. And it's better than anything else that had kind of caught my ear. And I was like, okay, great. And I'm sitting down to do some work Mm -hmm. because we're reformatting uh, an interview, the, the in between bits. With this artist that I've already enjoyed in the past by the name of Lindy Ortega. Yes. And um, I'm just like, okay. And I'm reading up on some information because I thought she had stopped doing music for a while. And then lo and behold, I see that she's put out an album in March that nobody that I knew was talking about. And I was just like... Well, what the what the fuck? Okay, I want to listen to this now and see what it sounds like. And automatically fell in love with it, took the other name off my list. And I was like, you're being replaced wow. by Lindy Ortega. And I could not feel happier about knocking anyone off the list, you know, to put her down. Because yeah. this album, you know, I won't consider myself to be a huge fan of country-ish or Western swing music. It's oh, okay. Me neither. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but the great thing about this chick is that she... She's very different in what she does. She isn't your typical country singer. She's not your typical Americana or anything like that. So this is Lindy Ortega. The album is Liberty. It's her 11th album. So she's been in the game for a good while. There you go. And she's had such an interesting career that I didn't even know about. So I'm reading up on her once this album was here and I'm listening to it. And I was like, right. well, now I need to know everything about Lindy Ortega besides the songs I've enjoyed yeah. in the past that I just stumbled into. But um, she once opened, now get this, she once opened in 2012 for Social Distortion. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Social D. Social D. And then we're, we're cutting the interview stuff at, uh, at where I work. And one of the producers is looking her up, looking up the new album stuff on his phone. Yeah. And he was just like, wait a minute. He was like, Lindy Ortega, he was like, did she actually record a track with Major Laser? What? And I was like, that's her. Oh, my God. And he was God. like, who is this woman? And I feel like everybody should be like, who is this? Who is <laughs> Lindy Ortega? Because she just does whatever the fuck she wants. And can Man. adjust her voice and her tone to whatever she wants to do. But traditionally, she's doing a sort of Western swing meets indie folk something. Yeah. Uh, and Liberty is like a homage to Spaghetti Westerns of the 60s and the 70s. Yes, definitely. Every, every song is either about love, murder, and family. She even, much like what you were just talking about with the sword, she has music instrument. She has instrumental like transitions that are supposed to be like what you might hear at like you know a old clint eastwood spaghetti western film yeah 
And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the cover of the album as well. I was like, this is the best thing I've heard. All just oh, I'm in love with it. It's so good. So for me, you you put this on, on your list, and I, I I typed in her name on Spotify, and I remember seeing that cover. And oh, I, for real? I think I just I scrolled past <laughs> it. Not that I didn't uh, like looking at the cover again. Yeah, and, it's a great cover. Yeah, and I mean, you said like alt country, like country. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like there there's been one country album recently. Yeah. I think it was came out last year, and I can't remember the name of it. That was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> but this is not your traditional country. No, not at all. Not I by mean, a long shot. And I love a good Western. That's, yeah. See? That's always good for me. I, I'm the same way, man. You know, sh- six shooters and uh, and gunslingers yeah. all day long is what I'm, I'm down with. But it's... What track? I need to know what track. Okay, so I, I wrote down a massive amount, I you felt did. like. You did. This is my favorite. This was my favorite album, I think, on my list. I just... I fell in love with it but so many of them are good some of them are a little softer Mm -hmm. but most of the ones that i liked had a bit more edge to them and it was it's seriously hard it's seriously hard for me to choose i i was torn for the longest time between afraid of the dark Uh and the comeback kid okay uh, but I, I think I'm going to give the edge to the comeback kid. Yeah, that was my favorite song as well. But they were all good. Till, oh, my, no, yeah. till my dying day, You Ain't Fooling Me, Darkness Be Gone, Forever Blue in the Clear. The title track, Liberty, is yes. amazing. Ooh. It's it's all really good. And she just, she, it's, it's alternative country. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's not traditional, even though she has a voice good enough. For old time traditional country tracks, in my opinion. Oh yeah, but she's just doing different things, and I don't think she lets herself be hemmed in by by anything. Good. And I feel like that is to her credit. So <laughs> yeah, Lindy Ortega albums Liberty. I'm gonna go with the Comeback Kid. Perfect. Nice. Uh, a varied selection for our March yeah, 2018. I know. <laughs> I know. Very, very indeed. It's just uh, we got some metal in there. We got some. I don't know. We got indie pop. We, we got weird things that defy classification. <laughs> we have like a a near ten minute awesome jam banny kind of song. Yes, we do. <laughs> we got great Afro beat coming yes. at you. Uh, we got mellow Laurel Canyon jams and uh, and love it and just you know and then Nick Offerman's choice of yes. Uh, Smoking weed and getting gravy poured on your face. So you can't you know. go wrong with <laughs> anything that man says. <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. But yeah, so that is our picks for March 2018. And of course, you, the playlist link for the Spotify playlist for these yes. will be there as well when you go to listen to this podcast. Uh, it'll be up on notlg.com and as well as on the SoundCloud page. SoundCloud. Not at the Living Gates. SoundCloud. Let's see. Uh, iTunes. Stitcher, yes. all the places you listen to a podcast, it'll be there. It'll be there. And uh, you know you can follow us at a, at a couple of places. You can follow us at uh, on Facebook. It's I believe I have it as MMD or Monthly MD. I think it's Monthly MD. Monthly MD. Monthly MD. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> doctors of music. The doctors of music, yes. <laughs> the doctors in the house. Yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, it's at Monthly MD. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, and then we we just gotta wait and see what goodness April is starting to deliver. You know, I almost wanted to uh, 
to just look up and maybe do this at the end of the month and then see if those albums actually come up. Oh, yeah. I, it was something I was thinking of doing. But um, I mean, for me, I think I was just scrolling down and we have um, Cardi B's album comes out. Oh, OK. Which be interesting. Nice. Uh, the Eels have a new album. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, for me, I'm very interested to hear this uh, A Perfect Circle album. Dude, I used to love them so much. So yeah. okay, so all right. See, that's that's a couple of things that are that are coming. Nice, you kind of wet wet the whistle. Yeah, is, is get excited for what's coming in April. But that's March, yeah. done and done. Done and into done. the annals now. <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, thanks again for listening to monthly music music digest. <laughs> this has been a night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com.